0: Hey guys, hope you're having a lovely January so far and a blessed week. Today I will be doing another Kingdom Courtship study and it's a bit different than the usual but I just feel it's really important that you guys get this principle, especially women. And I feel like this teaching will enable you to understand yourselves better and your walk with God and even as you prepare to meet your mate in the body of Christ. Today the concentration of my study will be Deborah. As we all know, Deborah was a powerful woman of God, and she was a prophet of the Lord. So I will be reading from Judges 4, 1-10, to and I will be using the NIV, that's the New International Version. And I read, again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Now that Ehud was dead, so the Lord sold them into the hands of Jabin, king of Canaan, who reigned in Hazor. Sisera, the commander of his army, was based in Harosheth Hagoyim. Because he had 900 chariots fitted with iron and had cruelly oppressed the Israelites for 20 years, they cried to the Lord for help. Now the Borah, a prophet, the wife of Lappidoth, was leading Israel at that time. She held court under the palm of the Borah between Ramah and Bethel in the hill country of Ephraim, And the Israelites went up to her to have their disputes decided. She sent for Barak, son of Abinom from Kedesh in Naphtali, and said to him, The Lord, the God of Israel, commands you, Go, take with you ten thousand men of Naphtali and Zebulun, and lead them up to Mount Tabor. I will lead Sisera, the commander of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his troops to the Kishon River, and give him into your hands. Barak said to her, If you go with me, I will go. But if you don't go with me, I won't go. Certainly I will go with you, said Deborah. But because of the course you are taking, the honor will not be yours, for the Lord will deliver Sisera into the hands of a woman. So Deborah went with Barak to Kedesh. There, Barak summoned Zebulun and Naphtali, and 10,000 men went up under his command. Deborah also went up with him. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. Now guys, I want you to really pay attention to this particular study because I feel like there's just so much here that is really important for us to understand in the body of Christ and even in the context of courtship. So the word starts off by saying again, meaning that this was not the first time. And the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord, meaning that they sinned. Okay, Sin is doing evil in God's eyes, because as his children, we are supposed to obey his laws and keep his commandments and walk under righteousness. So when the word said they did evil, they basically sinned. And hence, they basically took on the personality of slaves, which is what happens when you're bound to sin, you're a slave to sin. And they were not living under their identity as sons and daughters of God. And so this is why the word says they were he sold them. Because they were living as slaves. Because when you sin, you live as slaves. He sold them into the hands of Jabin. And it's very important that you understand something in this context that I just feel was brought to my attention. When you go your own way, when you feel like, oh, this is the man for me, this is the woman for me, I'm going to, I just feel like this is what it makes me happy. You need to understand that When you don't take counsel from the Lord, you are walking away from his protection and his direction. You are literally walking away from the blessings that come from obedience to the word of the Lord. This is why it is so important when you're in a relationship that you make sure it's a relationship that God has ordained. Because if it is not a relationship that has been ordained in the body of Christ, you have literally allowed yourself to be sold to slavery. In other words, you've allowed yourself to be sold to bitterness, anger, deceit, regrets, all sorts of seeds that spring from the well of sin, but do not inhabit in the presence of God. That is what is important to understand in that context. These were Israelites, but they lived as, as slaves. And so many Christians are living as slaves. Even though they claim to be Christians, just like these are Israelites, they still carry the principles of slavery because they have done evil in the eyes of the Lord. In other words, basically, you're doing things, you're living your your life in a way that does not subscribe to what God has told you to do. You're living your life in a way that does not fall under the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And you expect to reap the same benefits as somebody that is actually living as a Christian. That is living under the identity as a son and as a daughter of God. It doesn't happen that way. That is why I said this passage is so important for kingdom courtship. So that is what I wanted to draw your your attention to in verses 1 to 3. And what happens when you do that is you end up crying to God for help. Which is why verse 3 says the Israelites cry to the Lord for help. What happens when you walk into a relationship that has not been ordained by God is you will end up crying to God for help. That is what happens because you have not followed his leadership. So I encourage you if you're in a relationship that you know that God has not spoken to you about and you haven't heard the word of the Lord clearly on it and you cannot see the fruit of the Spirit in it, I encourage you to walk away because if you read from verse 1 to 3, the Israelites, it started off as sin and they ended up crying. It might start off as fun now, it might look interesting, but you will end up crying to God. That is what happens. And that is what verse 1 to 3 illustrates in the context of kingdom courtship. And now I want to move on to verse 4. And the word says, Now Deborah, the prophet, the wife of Lakbedoth. Was leading Israel at that time I'm going to concentrate on here for a bit look at the verse there it says that now meaning at this particular point in time after the Israelites had cried to the Lord for help there was Deborah now Deborah is an she's an instrument of God because she is a daughter of the Lord and I want to draw its distinction here you can see how verse 1 to 3 talks about how the Israelites do sin in the eyes of the Lord that is the context you fall under in kingdom courtship when you fail to apply kingdom courtship in practice. But you, are, you, you know the principle, but you don't apply it in practice. There is a distinction between the borough and these Israelites. Just the same way there will be a distinction when you walk in the light of God's word and you follow his principles in practice and in your living and your lifestyle as a son and daughter of God in courtship. There is a distinction. You won't have the same, um, you won't reap the same reward or rather the same kind of disaster. As someone that is living under sin. Deborah is separated. Okay, so the word says that she was a prophet, a wife of Lapidot, and she was leading Israel at the time. Now she's an instrument of the Lord because the word clearly says she's a prophet in other words she is the vessel of the lord she has allowed herself to be used and that is her role in the body of christ women of god i say this because i want you to understand the importance of your calling in the body of christ at this moment you have been placed in a particular position in your environment and your surroundings that the lord has placed you there to be a Deborah a light to bring um to bear fruit in that particular environment It is important to realize that the word describes Deborah first as a prophet, then a wife, and finally a leader. This trichotomy is extremely significant. She is first a prophet, then a wife, and finally a leader. This is to show you that first, you need to step into your role in the body of Christ. Your purpose is so key. I keep saying it in all my teachings on this particular series. Who you are is going to define who you will eventually meet. In other words, you will not meet your partner outside the place of purpose. This is like Deborah was first a prophet before she was a wife. The prophet is her purpose. What is your purpose? This is the first step that is necessary when you start walking with God, allowing him to show you where your role is in the body of Christ. The prophet is what Deborah was before she was a wife. I need you to seriously grasp this. Even men, this applies to you as well. Deborah was in her purpose before she met her spouse. She was in the place of purpose. That is why the word identifies her first as a prophet. And who was she married to? This is the second part of her description. She was married to Lapidos. She was not described as Lapidos' girlfriend. Because some of you are compromising your purpose by playing house with a man and some men are compromising their purpose by playing house with a woman that you have not been joined to in the body of Christ. Stop it. It's dangerous to the calling on your life and effectively your lineage. You really need to grasp this particular part of this word. She was a wife. Of Lapidos. The Lord prepares wives, He doesn't prepare girlfriends. Men, the Lord prepares husbands, He doesn't prepare boyfriends. So He's preparing you to be a husband, He's not preparing you to be a boyfriend. Women, He's preparing you to be a wife, He's not preparing you to be a girlfriend. So stop stepping outside the will of God unless you end up on verse 3 crying to God for help. And Lapidos means torch. This is why I said, When you are joined in the body of Christ to a man, you will see evidence. that will be the fruit of the Spirit present in that relationship. Lapidus means torch. That is the evidence of the anointing. In other words, when you meet your spouse, there should be a spiritual recognition. You should be able to see evidence of the Holy Spirit. It should be his identity. Lapidus, it should be her identity Men. Lapidus literally means torch. That was his name. This man should carry in his name evidence of the Holy Spirit by the way he talks, by what he acts, is he leading properly? Is he a light? Because we are lights in the body of Christ. We are different. We are separate. We have purpose. Okay? So I'm trying to show you how important it is not to be yoked to an unbelie- to, to not be yoked to an unbeliever. It is important to be yoked to a believer as you are led by the Lord. Deborah was a prophet and she was joined to a man that was a light, lapidos. That is a union joined by Christ. She was joined in purpose to this man. And as a result of that union, she grew. Which is why I said your union will produce fruit. She grew in her role because the third part of her description is she was leading Israel at this time. In other words, she was a leader. Men and women of God, when you come together in your union in the body of Christ... Your, you, you, your, your, how will I put this? Your relationship with each other through God should enhance your surroundings. Okay, your union should produce fruits in the house of God. Your union should be beneficial to your society and not only to yourselves. Deborah was firstly a woman of God, then she was a wife of Lapidus, and then she was a leader in society. This was literally her ministry. You need to understand men and women of God, the power of aligning yourselves into the will of God. It's so powerful. And it happened at that time because everything in the Lord has a set time. And because Deborah served the Lord, she was able to serve her husband and the people. Okay? They went up to her to have their disputes decided. The place was literally called the Palm of Deborah. In other words, her purpose was heightened. Okay? She had a space. What is your Palm of Deborah? What is your Palm of insert your name? What is your palm of, like, what is, what is, my, my palm is talking to people and helping people understand the word of God amongst other things and writing and, um, you know, fashion and makeup and so on. But I know what my palm is. What is your palm? Your palm will continue to grow as you spend more and more time in the body of Christ. And when you're joined to your spouse, you will produce more and more fruits, you don't hear the Borah cry to the Lord no they went to her for solutions because she was in the will of God when you're in the will of God you will always be positioned to provide a solution okay you will not be positioned to be a problem so some of you are looking at these things from the wrong angle like if you look at verses 6 to 10 now I want to describe a different principle that is extremely important in kingdom courtship as well okay but like I said, let's just recap on what i said before. Deborah was a prophet, then she was a wife, then she was a leader. And I've explained to you guys the importance of being in the will of God. And if you're not in the will of God, you're a slave and you end up crying to God for help. That's what always happens. I'm not saying that when you're in the body of Christ, you wouldn't have tribulations and challenges. But as we all know, when we walk with God, he, he says, "When you're, my, my, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. When he is the source of your strength, you will always be able to withstand your challenges. That is the difference. Now I'm going to go to verses 6 to 10. Because this teaches us something extremely important, which is the danger of disobedience. Which is what I keep hammering on to you guys about. About stepping into relationships, I don't know, maybe out of boredom, isolation, loneliness. Whatever is is attracting you to that relationship that is not of God. It's not going to end well. Because like I explained in the word, anything that is not set on the rock of life, which is God, is going to produce dead fruits. Okay? So verses 6 to 10 teach us something different. They teach us the danger of disobedience. This is what happens when you refuse to be positioned to meet the man or woman that God has planned for you. This is what happens when you refuse to be positioned to be used in your in your place of purpose this is what happens when you refuse to be positioned to receive your blessings and we can learn this example for from Barak okay the Borah told Barak that the Lord had given him an instruction to position him for victory by leading the enemy's army into his hands but because Barak was afraid okay? And because Barak was uncertain, some of you are in relationships that you have refused to hand over to God because you are afraid. Some of you are there because you're uncertain. Okay, Some of you are refusing to listen. Like, Barak failed to listen. He refused to act in faith. Some of you are scared to act in faith. You are refusing to surrender that relationship to God. He missed his blessing. Okay? This is the danger of disobedience. Barak missed his blessing. The Lord said, because Barak refused to listen to Deborah's instructions as given by the Lord. And hence, Barak refused to listen to God effectively. The Lord said, the honor will go to a woman. In other words, this blessing of the enemy, of handing the enemy over to a person will go to a woman. It has been taken, in other words, it was taken from him. Some of you are asking God for a blessing. Oh Lord, bless me with this man. Oh Lord, bless me with so-and-so woman. And you're still entertaining some, you know, some bad relationships in your life that God has spoken to you specifically about. When God is trying to tell you, I'm trying to bless you, but you're refusing to listen to me. Okay? You're refusing to follow my instruction. That's what effectively God is telling you. And if you refuse to position yourself to receive that blessing like Barak did when he failed to listen to Deborah. He concentrated on Deborah. He told Deborah, some of you think God is giving you options in his instructions when he has given you a command barak told the borah i will go if you go with me in other words barak was telling the borah i will only obey god if you come with me some of you god has told you let that man go let that woman go and you're saying okay god i understand what you're saying but can i be with this person but can i be with that person but can i take them on this journey with me i understand your divisions you're giving me but can i enjoy this journey with him And you don't understand that that is not an option. This is why the Lord said through the Barak that the blessing has left your hand. It has gone to another person. Some of you are withholding your blessings because of your disobedience. Okay? This applies in the area of marriage, careers, lifestyles. The Lord will tell you about people, places, and you refuse to listen, and you still expect to receive the same blessing. And it doesn't happen like that. Okay? Stop focusing on man. Focus on God. When you focus on man, you make Barak's mistake. You end up disobeying God because you're not following his instructions. You're acting out in fear instead of acting in faith. Okay? So this is basically what I wanted to talk to you guys about today. It's a very in-depth study and I I just thought it was extremely interesting and extremely integral to understanding principles surrounding kingdom courtship. Because I believe there are some foundational principles that some of you guys are having difficulty applying or listening to. And you still expect the same results. And it really doesn't work that way. So, and for you those that are staying in the word of God and are striving to walk with God in their daily lives. The Lord blesses obedience. Every good and perfect gift comes from God. And once you position yourself to receive the blessing, he will give it to you. he wants to bless you so i hope you guys enjoyed this study do check out my other series on kingdom courtship and check out my blog where i talk a lot more about um kingdom courtship and challenges we face as christians and even in our daily lives and purpose and destiny and so on have a lovely week guys bye